1: percent off your first three months now here's your host of the fight podcast Sergio Vicente
2: hello 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 and welcome to the fight podcast good people I am your host Serge Vicente and this is episode 124 it's a beautiful morning here in Chicago, bright and early Friday morning, and today, I know I say it a lot, but it doesn't make it any less true. Yo, I got a fire episode for you guys today, man. Today is my conversations podcast, man. I have three amazing conversations. Convos with three amazing guests. And uh, you know what, man? Let me just go ahead and jump into it because it is gonna be a little bit of a lengthy show, man. So I have on today's show, we have the owner and founder of Alphabolics. AlphaBolics is a great supplement company that actually their main product is called Test Reaper. Um, so we get into like all the science and everything behind it, as well as all of the athletes that he actually you know pretty much um sponsors and what they are currently doing now. Um, Jake Pila, for instance, someone who has been here on the Fight Podcast. So we have an amazing conversation, man. Um, but before we get to him, my boy, the Kraken returns. I have Juan the Kraken Adams, the 5 and one heavyweight monster, who is right now getting ready for his fight against how do you want to say it the the polarizing Greg Hardy that is coming up. they've been calling each other out. That comes up July 20th. So he and I will talk about everything that pertains to his fight with Greg Hardy, how he feels about Greg Hardy. and we have a lot of fun in this one man. but before I get to him, I'm gonna be honest with you. this is the combo that I was so excited about. I was so looking forward to and I can't believe he actually said yes, man. I've been involved in this sport for a long time, MMA specifically, um, and I've followed it for, what, 15 years or whatever, really been in- integrated and really loved the sport. Um, someone who I've always been a huge fan of, his fighting style, his story, um, what he represents is the legend, Matt The immortal Brown, Matt Brown joins me on today's show, and he and I had an amazing conversation. We had an opportunity to talk about his career, his training, specifically when he was able to spend an entire camp training in Cuba with the Cuban national wrestling team and boxing team. We also talked about it because, look, I know you guys have heard me talk about it before. I have a huge background in strength and conditioning. I've been done powerlifting competitions, all that good stuff. West Side Barbell. If you know anything about powerlifting strength conditioning west side barbell is the og of ogs matt brown is associated with the gym so i was able to really dig deep talk to him about his strength training regimen Westside barbell and so much more man yo matt was a great guy man really really cool i hope you guys enjoy my conversation with the immortal one matt brown right here on episode 124 of the fight podcast enjoy all right right. Uh, hello matt yeah how you doing today man good how are you I'm doing very well. Yay! First and foremost, man, thank you so much for joining me on the show today, man. It really means a lot.
1: My pleasure.
2: Oh, absolutely, man. Been a been a big fan for a long time, man. From when I first was competing to when I stopped competing, and you're definitely one of the people from everything from your story to you know just the development throughout your career, man. Um, it, it, it's awesome. So, man, it's it's an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Um, uh, oh absolutely man so um what i want to talk about man a couple things man um obviously again your career is y- you, f- you you fought like the who's who of mma uh throughout your career but one of the things that i found and i continue to finding one of the most interesting things about your career is you're one of the first people that has really 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 started cross training in terms of dude going out there to cuba you know training with the cuban national team going you know and for me i'm a strength and conditioning coach the fact that you have ties and you work with west side barbell i think is super dope (laughs) so uh to to be um somebody who and again for me when i was you know strength training and i had I, i did a number of powerlifting competitions here in chicago yo louis simmons west side barbell man please tell me a little bit about that and how did you get started with that and how and again if you look at your ig you're still out there you know the the honestly for me one of the most fun ways to work it out uh, you're still doing man so h- how has that been for you
1: man west side barbell is the greatest place in the world um <laughs> probably one of my most favorite places to go um the energy there is a different level than you're going to get anywhere else the people there are, are just true fucking soldiers man everybody's there to grind everybody's there to work um i come across it you know they were actually like right down the street from where i was living for you know however long and i didn't even know and i went there one time a friend who's a fighter brought me there he knew who they were right he was married to uh uh laura phelps's who's uh one of the the strongest women in history okay it was that was her uh brother-in-law was my friend and so anyway so he knew really well well who they were he brought me there and uh, didn't really explain to me what it was, so to me, I was like, Some, <laughs> some you know, fucking dirty ass gym, okay, whatever, that's cool, we'll get a workout, you know, and, right? Uh, I was like, you know, pretty cool environment and everything. And then, a couple, I think it was like a year later or something, you know, I finally realized what West Side was when I was just starting to get really deep into strength and conditioning, mm-hmm. and um. You know, and of course, when you were studying strength conditioning in America, all roads lead back to Westside Barbell. One so, hundred percent. Yeah. So I kept seeing. It. I was like, damn, that place is right down the street. I'm gonna go there again. So I went there one day. Um, you know, met with Louis. It was like, hey, man, you know, can I work out? And he's like, yeah, no problem. You know, he likes fighters, but um, not anybody can just go in there, right? And, and work out, right? But he let me come in and kind of took me under his wing. And that was right around the time Tom Barry i just uh, started interning there so me and him became real good friends and i don't know eight nine years later here we are and you know we're still ultra good friends i i, I follow the west side system inside and out um I don't think there's a, uh, again, I don't think there's a better place in the world, man.
2: Dude, it, it's so dope. Like, so, I, I know for myself, I I started, when I, fr- I first, like, started strength conditioning, and you find, you know, like, Elite FC, you know, the website, and uh, you start reading all the articles and stuff. Dude, I was wearing a Westside shirt for the longest. Never even, never even been close to going there, but I had a shirt, man, and just seeing athletes who are going there, because to me, I look at it, I still don't understand why not more individuals are going out there and utilizing that type of training. I feel like that truly would translate over. Like, haven't well, you? It's hard. Have you, you well, there it is. Yeah, but you've noticed that too, right? You know, you see it. It's just like man, people can really get, you, you know gain leaps and bounds from utilizing the system, and nobody's actually doing. it.
1: Yes, you know, for most people, it's not about the the um, best, the optimal path. It's about the path of least resistance. You know, and that's true. You know, the West Side is not an easy path, man. They're going to push you through some hell. They're going to push you down and see if you get back up. And if you don't, then you're out of the gym, you know. <laughs> like They don't fuck around. I mean, it's a serious place, man. with serious dudes that that lift some serious weights. You got to be ready for it, you know. And I just fit right in, you know what I mean? I, oh, yeah. I wasn't – it wasn't like hard for me. I just fit right in. And, you know, I'll say this. I thought I knew about strength and conditioning – before I read all the articles, um, all the you know websites, and I was at a personal training certificate and mm-hmm. um, you know, I had tons of books and you know I thought I knew all this stuff and then I went there and realized I didn't know the first thing
2: dude man that it's amazing the fact i mean for those who don't know i mean louis simmons that's that's the the godfather of you know of of strength conditioning i mean he's had you know multiple world record record holders and stuff so dude is an absolute beast um you also you know like i said you you did you travel to train and and i I look at it almost like that that ronin that warrior type of you know mentality going in different places and learning um how were the experiences that you had throughout your career, like especially spe- spe- specifically with Cuba and the Cuban national team, because it, it's almost so storied, man. How was that?
1: Uh, Cuba was a fascinating place, man. Not only, um, athletically and, and going there and learning from the national team and, and training with those guys and seeing how I live, but culturally, um, uh, was, was just a, a mind blowing experience. I had no idea. <laughs> like i didn't know what cuba you know what it was like or what it was about i didn't know about the embargo shit mm-hmm. like i didn't know none of that um just my coach you know he was uh, he's cuban right right um and he was like you know he's, he's like hey i got connections here you know you know let's go you'll stay very cheap we'll have a good training camp you'll get trained with world champions every day and you know i was like okay whatever and then um uh, funny man i got there and i got stuck at customs you know so i was i i had i i've I've done a meet and greet at guantanamo bay before so i had on my passport i had guantanamo bay stamped on it i I didn't even (laughs) i didn't even know you know like i wasn't supposed to be going there i I don't speak no spanish nothing right and they, they detained me for like an hour and i don't speak no spanish i know what the hell's going on, you know? Yeah. And and, uh, anyways, they ended up letting me go through, you know, but um, that was a a nerve-wracking experience. But then after that, he kind of started explaining to me because I didn't know that it was because I had Guantanamo Bay. And my coach, he looked at, at, you know, my passport. He's like, man, he's like, they were saying, you know, because they were like, why are this – fucking guy come from guantanamo bay to here you know and uh, <laughs> so yeah so you know they thought you're, like, trying, to you're
2: trying to explain you trying to explain that no 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 man i was coaching people i was fighting it's different
1: yeah <laughs> yeah well funny enough you know so he explained right because he's spanish so uh, you know he's a, he speaks spanish and he explained to them and then by the time i, I left the airport they're like oh matt brown and ufc <laughs> fuck yeah you know so it was actually
2: how long did you stay out there because did, you did a, a whole camp there before right yeah we did two months there man that must have been that that had to be pretty surreal man i mean I'm, I'm i'm half puerto rican man so i know i go back and forth puerto rico but cuba is a place that i've always wanted to go one it's so close but i the history and the culture there is something yeah. that for myself is like i really want to experience
1: yeah like i said i had no idea I mean, I walked so. in there into Cuba thinking it was another normal country. And then, you know, we ended up staying – we never stayed in Havana, okay. which is where all the tourists go, right? Like that's mm. – you know, they fancy it up. They actually keep it pretty well-maintained to some extent. Um, there's some really nice hotels. You know, there's a lot of nice ladies walking around. There's, <laughs> you know, it, it looks completely different. Yeah. The rest of the country – is a literally a different world and that's where we stayed was in you know the the deeper parts man you know i stayed with the wrestling team and then we went over to uh uh pino del rio um i believe that's what it was called pino del rio um where yo romero was from yeah um, yeah and uh man what an experience i mean we took a, a taxi cab um on a donkey you know a donkey pulling a cart Oh, you man. know, I got videos of that. You know, Um you know. I mean, the, the, the size of your living room was, you know, the size of the house we're staying in. Wow. It, um, you know, with with all, you know, three four people living there on dirt floor, with you know, I mean, um, you know, what like just a really mind blowing experience. You know, I didn't realize you know when coming from a small town in america i didn't realize places like this in the world existed
2: right man that had to be such i mean just just the culture shock and, and seeing it man it, it that's yeah I'm, i i think more people need to experience things like that uh, really man seeing how I, other I people agree. live man it's that's important it was,
1: yeah, yeah un- unfortunately it's not really possible <laughs> <But> <laughs> that's it's true. true but you know i, I went there as a as a fighter wanted to learn more wrestling and more boxing. And, and I certainly got that, but more so I came out as a, a human being with more, uh, uh, with understanding my place and, and my blessings and more, more, more gratitude for the world that I live in.
2: That's amazing, man. Um, when you were there, was it like, how, how, was like a, a general training day for you just just something I because again it's so the, the especially like cuban boxing right it's so mystical everyone hears it and you see all these monsters come out look we got Luis ortiz doing work still you know it, yep. it, it's a it's amazing to see eris lara you know you have these huge names who are just just dominating individuals um what was it like like how was that training room
1: um, I didn't get to do with the, go with the boxers a ton. Okay. I, w- I only went over there maybe four or five times in the whole two months. It was mm-hmm. usually – well, we tried to get there like once a week, and I think we missed a week or two. So, um, you know, and the boxing is their national sport, you know. So right. it was uh, – the you know, they were very like closed off about that. Uh, my coach had a connection, so we were able to get in there a couple of times. Um, but the way they train, I mean, they live, you know – man they live it I mean you can't really say it any other way I mean literally every single part of their life revolves around uh, you know being an athlete and I don't think it's a whole lot different than the wrestling guys but I see that. Um, you know you're talking about these guys and you know so the dorms I stayed in with the dorms for about two of the, the first two weeks we were there mm-hmm. um, we were up on the fifth floor man we had to walk all five floors down with a five gallon bucket fill it up with water carry it back up That's for the night. That's your shower, your toothbrush, your uh, everything. You know what I mean? Like, that's your, uh, that's what you're doing right there. You know, those guys would go down there and they'd carry me if I got bucket up. I wouldn't even ask them to do it. You know, they're just nice. nice like that, you know? And, um, I heard from what I understand, it's just good
2: people down there too, man. Just the the people yeah, are good yeah. people. That's what's up.
1: Um, yeah, they're happy people. You know, like they're yeah. they're very happy. You know, because you, I think when you don't have anything, I mean, you learn to be happy with yourself. And true, and I think it's almost the opposite. A lot of it, a lot of it's the opposite here in America. Not the technology's this demon that people make it out to be, but um, a lot of people, you know, we get spoiled and all this technology and stuff and we forget that, um, you know, about ourselves.
2: Absolutely. Um, have you been able to do any other training? Like, have you ever been to like to Thailand or any other places in the world like that?
1: Uh, not Thailand. No. Um, mainly around America really, but That's so, I know you've, yeah. yeah,
2: you definitely had a bunch of different camps and stuff around, which is pretty yeah. dope also.
1: And yeah, I'm my, my best friend who's my, also my Muay Thai coach for my entire history. Um, you know, he lives in Thailand, so he brings all ah. me all those. He only comes back from my camp, really. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he brings me all those techniques from over there. Um, he's been through a bunch of different camps, Sitman Chime, Phuket Top Team, uh, Tiger Muay Thai. So, like, he brings me all that stuff back, and he's like – he always told me not to go over there. He's like, <laughs> he's like you're going to go over there, and he's like, you're going to be a pure Thai boxer. He's like, I'll, I'll show you what they show me, and, you know, there's no reason for me to go. I mean, it'd be fun
2: right well hey man you're you're it, it, it the proof was in the pudding man because throughout your career your tie boxing was nasty I mean especially even in your last fight with Diego Sanchez I mean that elbow great googly moogly bro like <laughs> that was that was something epic man um you like you you have had an epic career in your what has been for you what was the like the most fun or what was like for you like when you look back like yo this has been like one of the the most fun or the best moment to this point point.
1: Um you know I don't know man shit I you know I I don't really man I haven't really reflected on anything like that
2: Yeah
1: I just stay so focused on what I'm doing now and what I'm going to do next uh you know fuck fuck the past man you know I did it don't really mean shit now so um yeah, we're gonna get through it, man. We're gonna I love it, um, man. So yeah, just biting down the mouthpiece and walking forward, man, and that's you know, that's what we're gonna keep doing.
2: I love it, man. So what do you have what do you have planned next, man? What are you gonna be uh what have you been doing and what are you gonna be doing next?
1: I'm putting together my gym right now. Um Beautiful. that's my number one thing. I got a gym here in Columbus, Ohio, uh immortal martial arts center. Um been grinding away at that, giving back to the community, a lot of you know, helping a lot of kids and even, you know, a lot of the inner city kids and you know, just trying to give back, man, trying to, that's amazing. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of these, um, lessons and a, a lot of, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm one of the only UFC fighters out of Columbus, Ohio, man. There's, you know, there's a couple of Mark Coleman and, um, um, God, I don't even know any others, you know, like these guys, say, yeah, uh, Randallman, of course, um, you know, there's just very few men. And I'm like, I'm like I want to bring this community back up, man. Like this, we should have a hundred fighters here. That we should have um, Albuquerque, you New know, Mexico. Greg Jackson or. or- or Coconut Creek with ATC, We should have that shit here. That's what yeah. we should be. Or, you know what I mean? But we're it's, not.
2: Yeah, especially with like, there's such amazing in Ohio. Look, I'm from Chicago. I'm from Illinois. So I know like the Midwest, the wrestling here, the athletes that the Midwest has, 100% you guys should have. And especially in Columbus. I mean, there's, I know so many people go there for the Arnolds and different things like that. You guys have West Side. You have your, it, it 100% should be. And I mean, hopefully this is, this is going
1: to be the beginning of that that that's what that's what I set out to do you know I wanted to that's so dope, somebody man. somebody had to get the fucking ball rolling you know what I mean <laughs> I said alright I'm here let's do it um, and then the other half of that too is again you know give back to the community man you know like, great, man. being sort of the the I feel like I got to take on that responsibility as a, a leader in the MMA community here. And, you know, I want to build it to be like the ATT or the Greg Jackson's or Henzos or whatever, but I don't want to do it unless we're bringing up, uh, those less fortunate with us. Right.
2: Um, are you, are you going to be doing um, a lot of the coaching there? Or are you also getting coaches in a, in a, a litany of different people?
1: Um, I, I coach a lot, you know, I help out, um, so both, you know, I mean, ideally, um, you know, I have a full staff where I don't have to coach, but <laughs> right. you know, I still, I like to, you know, I enjoy doing it. That's what's up, man. Do Hey
2: man, this is, is, is there, um, do you guys have a social media for the, uh, or anything for
1: the, or a website for the gym? Yeah. The websites at mortal martial arts The cool. Instagram is immortal martial arts.
2: Awesome. Yeah. I, I definitely want to pub it in the show notes for you. Morning, Well, that's super dope, man. Um, is there anything else? Like I said, again, thank you again for for joining me, man, on the show. I really appreciate your time. Anything else? Anything imparting before uh, you get out of here, you would like to say to say to the people.
1: I don't think so, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yo, well, Matt Brown, man, I, I'd love to do this again. Sometimes Yeah, I definitely have to get out to Westside Barbell and figure that out with you guys one day, man. But thank you so much for joining me, man. It means a lot. You're, you're a legend in the game. Somebody I've always, you know, followed and looked up to in the game. So it's, it's so thank you again for, for joining me on my show, man.
1: My pleasure, bro. Thanks.
2: Yes, sir. You have a good one. Yo, welcome back to the fight podcast. How amazing was that, man? Um, Thank you again to Matt Brown for joining me here on the fight podcast. Dude, this is what I want to do, man. I want to be able to go out there and give you guys some conversations and ask some of these guys questions that you might not normally get, man. So thank you once again to Matt Brown. That was such a good time. Um, Look, We're going to keep the party rolling. Um, Before we get to our next guest, remember the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. If you are not in Chicago, yo, fitness mentoring might be for you. What is fitness mentoring? We have our team of coaches, coaches, putting together programming specifically for your goals and needs four week programs it doesn't matter if you're trying to lose weight doesn't matter if you're trying to gain muscle tone regardless that is what Sage Eats coaches and fitness mentors are here for sign up for Sage Eats at SageEatsChicago.com apply promo code fight to apply 15% off of your first three months also do not forget to follow the fight podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast, and follow your humble and gracious host, Serge Vicente. Man, follow me on all social media platforms. Check us out on Twitter at the Surge Vicente, and remember, listen to us on all podcasting platforms: iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Man, so we are here for you guys. Listen, subscribe, rate. Let everybody know. All right, man. Uh, like I said, moving right along. Up, next, I have one of my favorite people in the in the sport, man. He is an amazing personality. He is someone whom is everything that I believe the UFC wants. Young, charismatic, heavyweights that are there to finish fights. Calling out the big names, and that is who I have up next. We have Juan the Kraken Adams. Juan Adams is five and one. A lot of us, me included, believe he should be six and zero. But regardless on that. This is somebody who made his name in the UFC by dominating in his performance in the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series. And he is continually making a name for himself, calling out big names. And we will sit back and talk about his upcoming fight on July 20th in San Antonio, Texas, against the infamous Greg Hardy. Enjoy my convo with Juan the Kraken Adams. What's up, bro, Bro what's going on, Nothing man? Much. Bro, I appreciate you coming back, man. Juan Adams, my guy. I thank you for coming back on the show. No problem, man. About to say, my, my, the only dude, man, has been on not once, not twice, man, but blessed to stay blessed three times, brother. I appreciate you. No problem, man. Man, dude, you got some fights coming up, man. You got stuff going. But all in all, bro, how have you been, man? How's how's life been treating you since, like you said, you're officially in the UFC? You know what I'm saying? I, I've been seeing this, the social media, man. You got ladies out there, bro. You've been out here living the dream, man. I'm trying to be like you when I grow up, man. How is everything?
3: i good. Uh Let me put, I got to mute for like 10 seconds. Yeah, no worries at all. But uh, yeah, dude, everything's been good, you know. Um, got a girlfriend now and everything. Just there it killing. is. Been having to chill a little on the social media, but <laughs> than that, life is good. Um, just living and working, man.
2: That's what's up, man. Um, yo, have you have you had an opportunity to go to that ridiculous Apex Center out there that in Vegas that the UFC has?
3: no I have not I'll actually be going to some of the contender series fights uh, later this year after my after my fight right right. Um, I'll be able to see it again, but it does look ridiculous,
2: yeah. Yo, I was looking at Dana White walking through, man. I don't I don't always agree with Dana, but uh, this time I was like, man, he, he might be onto something, man. This looks pretty ridiculous.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a replacement for the Performance Institute or not, but it, it looks dope
2: yeah it look it looks pretty pretty gnarly man um so look like you said you do have a big fight coming up man you're going you're gonna be fighting greg hardy and that's in august now one thing i seen think is actually dope bro this is in san antonio they they put it yeah. in your backyard bro like man what, what strings did you have to pull to be like look check this out man i want this in my backyard man how do you, how do you feel with having it there
3: Honestly, I, I didn't even see this fight happening, uh, you know I've been lobbying for it for a while, but I didn't think they were ever actually gonna uh, let the fight happen and then I was chilling and my manager calls me and he says hey You're not gonna believe who they just offered us and we were expecting it to be like in September Um later in September, but when uh, they, I told them what my weight was, and I was like, hell, we could do International Fight Week if you want, and they came back with San Antonio. I was like, oh, hell yeah. But, um, you know, we actually didn't ask for it at all. We were, we were trying to figure out where they were going to put it, and then when we found out it was in San Antonio, it just made everything a lot easier.
2: Man, that's awesome. Um, so for people who don't know um, – how did this all come to fruition? Because, again, for those who don't know, and, again, I have, if anybody listens to the show, I have trashed Greg Hardy, not in terms of an athlete, but just in general as a human being. I, I, what he did, I think, is trash. So, yeah. you know, how did he get to that point? Because you were essentially fucking with dude on social media for an extended period of time. So how did it all boil down to finally get to this point? <clears throat>
3: You know, I really don't know. Um, I was sitting there, and, you know, even my last fight, when I was up there in Canada, they, they kept asking me about the social media aspect of it, and I'm like, plain and simple, like, I just hate the dude. I don't like him. Uh, I wouldn't have cared so much if, like... thing is, like, you know, I read the police report. I saw all the, um, you know, I saw the photos from... From what he did to that girl and all that. But on on top of all that, man, even if it's not just for... The domestic violence he's just a, a trashy human being to begin with. Like, all that aside, you know, he's been arrested for cocaine. He's been, you know, one of his baby mamas messaged me on Instagram talking about how he doesn't pay child support or whatever. Goddamn. How was a, <laughs> a deadbeat dad and all this. So I'm just like, once I got the fight, it's just like all this extra stuff came up. But, yeah, I was just trashing him online for the longest because at the end of the day, I don't think he's a good fighter. And for them to be pushing him and pushing Putting him in, in these these spots and acting like he's such this freak athlete or amazing fighter, like, they're hand-picking his opponents to make him look good. Whereas, like, with me, I fought whoever, like, I fought the best people available. Like, whoever would take a fight with me, I went there, and I tried to fight that person, you know? Um, there's been one point in my life where they gave me a list of multiple opponents to pick from. And I picked one, um, but that was that's the only time. Uh, right. It was for my second pro fight uh, for LFA, and I went with the one that they said they will put on TV. So I'm like, all right, sorry, yeah, that guy. Free. He, but for for him, you know, he's fought bums his his whole career. He fought bums as an amateur. You know, two of his, I think, one of his amateur amateur fights, he was still using shin pads for. It. Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, Four, Forty-four year old dude, like that's ridiculous.
2: So, man. do you feel like them actually? I mean, do you think it's because mis- I can't lie? I started cracking up. I think I hit you up when I, once I saw this this matchup. But once you actually saw the matchup, did you be like, man, they must be trying to get Buddy out of here because stylistically, it seems like you have advantages. Where do you feel like you have those advantages?
3: You know, I'd, I'd definitely grappling-wise, I have the advantage. Um, Cardio-wise, I feel like I have the advantage. People can say whatever they want about my cardio or me looking gas, but the fact of the matter is I have a higher output than most middleweights and some welterweights. So, yeah. you know, you can say whatever you want about that. Say I, I, I look tired or whatever, but my output is still there. Um, you know, there's very few heavyweights that land over 100 punches in a fight. So, yeah, yeah, anyone that talks about my cardio is just fucking
2: stupid so yeah they don't they don't know the game man because it's funny because on your in your first UFC fight that you had uh not in the contender series that's one thing that all the Nesca they're like yo this dude is huge and he's still throwing punches like this in the third round you know um what do you what I mean we've talked about a little bit but what do you attribute your cardio to have you just always had like crazy cardio
3: (laughs) You know, I've always been like a, just a, I just wouldn't stop type deal, um, mm-hmm. but my cardio has definitely gotten better because of my strength and conditioning coach, um, you know, and my athletics coach. We focus on that a lot. I train a lot, you know, and, you know, this time around, I even, you know, actually held on to a better diet after my fight. So rather than getting up to 305, 310, I capped it at 285. Right. So. I think the heaviest I got was 287. Um, so we are you we, already
2: starting to come down, or are you kind of just staying right now one or 287 until you know you're really getting to camp, like camp camp.
3: We're, we're trying. Like I'm on a diet and everything. It's really strict. Um... But I'm trying to keep my, we're trying to maintain at the 282 to 285 range right now. Um, I'm fluctuating between 280 and 285 daily, depending on, you know, fluids and how much I eat and everything. Probably in two weeks, I'll be down to 275 and just chilling right there. So fight week, I really won't have to cut a whole lot. And we think that's going to, you know, we think that will, my performance mentally uh mentally as
2: well absolutely man well look after you get past this it seems like obviously not just in boxing but it seems like even in mma there's a resurgence in the heavyweight division yo like you're starting to see more and more big athletic heavyweights that are actually out there doing work how do you feel about the current state of the ufc's heavyweight division
3: you know, I feel like the division overall is uh, pretty weak. Um, I think there's a big drop-off between, you know, top 10 guys. Well, big drop-off from top 5 to top 10. and mm-hmm. Bigger drop-off from top 10 to top 15. And then everyone else. You know, the thing about heavyweights, is everyone always has a chance to win. Uh, a lot of weird stuff can happen in fights. You see it a lot more at the heavyweight division.
2: Right. Um- so after, like I say, you're going to go out here, you're going to scuff this dude. What's the, what's the call out? Who are you going for? Like, where, where do you already have your eyes set? And, and realistically, man, what's your timetable? Because you're one of those guys that you have, you have all the skills, you know, and it's only a matter of time that they start putting you in there with the bigger names. And honestly, this fight here should even bring your profile up even higher because they do pub the hell out of dude, which. I can't stun. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> but uh, they're bumping them. so this should even elevate your profile even more. Um, where do you see yourself going, like literally at the end of this year and going into next year?
3: No, it's crazy. I I really don't know. I haven't looked past this opponent at good all. Good shit.
2: I appreciate See, you ain't even got to say no more, bro. I'm
3: good. I got you. I, I feel you. There it is. <laughs> and it's definitely. Um, you know, I, I do feel like... I'm I'm very. It's weird because on one hand, I'm very grateful that they listened to me and they gave me the fight that I wanted. Right. They finally gave me a quick turnaround like I've asked for from the beginning, and they're letting me fight uh, often. But on the other hand, you know, I, I feel like I'm not being publicized at all. You know, it's all Greg Hardy. Prime example is they're talking about. Uh, you know, Contender Series was last night, They mm-hmm. they they mentioned Greg Hardy multiple times, and I wasn't mentioned once. You know, on, on all the promo for Contender Series, it mm-hmm. was <laughs> Greg Hardy's fight, but not mine. And you know, that just fuels me. It, it makes me feel it feels almost as if like they they want me to lose this fight, and uh, that. That bothers me, and uh, but you know I'm, I'm happy to have the fight. I'm happy for the opportunity, and uh, all the press they give him, you know, it's only going to benefit me when I beat head. There it is. Um,
2: how do you? For, what what is your training been doing? Are you staying down there in uh, in Texas doing your thing, or are you doing any traveling around, or have you been able to do any traveling?
3: Uh, you know, it's weird. I had scheduled a vacation after my last fight because um, they it took them five months to give me a fight, so I figured. Mm-hmm. It it was going to be another five months um so i had actually already planned on going to iceland and norway and um it was a jiu-jitsu camp in maine uh bjj globetrotters um so i went to that in maine uh just in an intensive brazilian jiu-jitsu camp for five days i think yeah wow. And, you know, obviously, I couldn't do my striking training or anything up there. Luckily for me, um, one of the other guys from one of the gyms I've trained at was up there, and he brought his gloves, and we got a few rounds in. That's I great. ran uh, I ran every other morning up there. It was a lot of hills. So I was doing that. And um, then in Iceland, I went to Mjolnir, was Gunnar Nelson's uh, gym up there. Sick.
2: I heard I it's was- a beautiful facility up there.
3: It is, man. It's a state-of-the-art, man. It's gorgeous. Uh, the land is gorgeous. The only weird thing about Iceland is it doesn't get dark there. So it really messed up my sleeping schedule. Ah,
2: oh, dude. <laughs> That's nuts.
3: We went to Norway for a few days. Norway, very similar also. It doesn't really get dark until, like... 11 you know midnight almost um, wow and uh, then it gets light again at, at like 4 a.m so it's it's really weird but uh so i was training up there i was at ordentling gym um which is really just a, a fitness facility they have a room upstairs for mm-hmm. hitting pads and mma so i did some round of pads up there a couple of you know uh, ground and pound drills there then we went to frontline academy which is uh a meal gym yeah yeah So we were there for a little bit um saw a couple people there but there was some type of holiday going on so we couldn't really like do it it was open but i just didn't feel like <laughs> uh, hey, hey to- i heard those uh
2: icelandic people know how to get down man oh, they, they know how to party bro
3: yeah, they party for sure. It's weird because like weed is super illegal up there, but damn near everybody has it. And Like I don't smoke or anything. So I'm just like, man, what is it? Like, does everyone in the world smoke weed now? What is going on over here?
2: Yo, being here in Chicago, I don't know if you heard, but we just went recreational. So starting January 1st, even Chicago is recreational.
3: Oh, God. <laughs>
2: hey, man, so, believe I, I I'm not mad.
3: <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, we like that, we got back down here, and you know, um, ESPN sending some cameras and stuff. So, so I kind of do a day in the in the life of my training and everything.
2: That's cool. And
3: it's weird uh, Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. I've I've got a really. I get up. Um, I go and I train at five a.m. Mm-hmm. It's like old school boxing shit, and uh, just you know tighten everything up a little bit. And then Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I've got my kickboxing coach at eight a.m. Um, but you know. Pretty much as soon as I wake up, I'm in the gym, I get like a couple hours off between sessions and then I'm back at another gym. So I train in four or five different facilities here.
2: Dude, man, it's, yo. Know, so what's like a, a typical day? Like how many hours do you put in training? Like that's like what, six?
3: Yeah, at least. Um, so, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I, I wake up around 6. I do anywhere from two to four-mile run. I usually, most of the time, it's three. More, lately, it's been like two and a half, two, mm-hmm. two and a half. Um, getting there, then I would drive. I drive out to Katy. I train for an hour, um, hour, hour and a half with my kickboxing coach. Mm-hmm. I come back, um, rest, that's around I get back home around ten, it's like an hour drive back in here. Right. Uh then I go to like eleven thirty, then I go over to my strength and conditioning gym and I do my warm up and everything. Then we work out from noon to about 130, 2 o'clock sometimes. Uh, usually we're usually done by one thirty. And then after that, um I rest this is Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays uh, I'm usually dumb for the day on those ones on Wednesdays um I go and I, I see a chiropractor would work mm-hmm. my mobile and everything and then uh, I've got 7.30 or 7pm 7 Jiu Jitsu on Wednesdays um On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I've got boxing at 5 a.m. I'm done by 7.30. And then from there, I come back home, relax for a little bit, go back to the gym, uh, do strength and conditioning at 12. Um, We're done by 1.30. Then I go get, like, coffee or something. Then I've got wrestling at 3 o'clock. Then I go relax a little bit for an hour or two. Then I head over to sparring at 7.00.
2: Dude, yo, that that's just you saying that I'm exhausted, yo. But but I'm I'm glad that you said it because I don't think enough people actually understand the amount of time and effort it actually takes to be i'm not even talking about great just to be you know get to the point that you're in there you're at the show like it takes so much you know just to be you know to get to that level man so i'm thank you for letting you know tell me because a lot of people are real, real hush hush with that kind of stuff you know um yeah. Yeah. which is understandable which is understandable too. it's at times you know i, I do get it uh all right you're somebody again one, one of the things that I've always appreciated in our conversations again you're one of the more intellectual and fun people that are out there especially in the sport um, couple things reading wise man is there anything new and fresh that you've been you've been uh, you've been reading
3: yeah my manager actually sent me this new sci-fi fantasy novel that he likes to read okay so I'm working on reading that uh, let me actually go grab it real quick yeah, absolutely Uh, Uh, it's called uh the eye of the world by robert jordan it's a you know it's a new sci-fi fan it's it's a older series but i think netflix is about to adapt it to a show so dope figured i'd start reading that that's dope
2: um you were you a big game of thrones fan huge huge fan all right me you both all right let's get into this real quick the ending. Look, and whoever hasn't seen it, look, man. I'm sorry, you're late. I'm, I'm spoiler, whatever. Yo, what did you think about the last season? How did you think? What did you feel about the ending? Come on, keep it a buck. <laughs> the
3: ending. Like honestly, I, I predicted the ending like week two. So really. I was- that I was right um, oh
2: dude I, I was I shitty
3: <laughs> they should have drawn it out a little bit more but at the end of the day that, that's kind of what's gonna happen when you go from you know the writer of the show who is and you know he's he's a genius Dude's brilliant with yeah. writing the problem is you know a lot of the storylines from the book have no relevance to the main storyline, you know? They have very little relevance to the outcome of the book. A lot of the stuff in there is just filler stuff. And it's not even... He doesn't see it as filler stuff. It's, he's, he's very Tolkien-esque in the sense right. that there's a lot of, like, useless shit in there, but he's building a <laughs> world... He's building a world that really sets, it up, sets a tone for it. It's just... Modern people don't. I mean that that writing style doesn't work <laughs> for a lot of people. It doesn't Dude, work. I, I
2: think. The, especially the people because again i i didn't read the books but yo, know, i went all in on you know nerding out on it i saw all the videos i went all the like saw all the like little behind the scenes stuff so i'm over here expecting like zora Hype, you know prophecies and i'm thinking like all this other stuff is gonna happen and then when it didn't happen i can't lie man i, I was let down you know i was yeah. like come on but you're right it should have gone They they, they should have gone at least another two seasons
3: Right, uh, there's a, there's a lot of storylines that could have gone, but honestly, I feel that everyone was kind of just kind of done with it. You know, uh, the actors were, were tired. You know, they're yeah. tired of the, the writers and producers. There's other projects they want to work on. So, um, I think I think it was a good ending. I liked it. I didn't mind it. Um, a lot of people were pissed off about it, but <laughs> I. I thought it I liked it I liked it uh, but my I, I've been a, a fan of the since day one so uh, I was always team Stark so I liked the ending I never I didn't like Daenerys uh, I think after season four I was like I'm, I'm done with this bitch
2: <laughs> well look man you know how they say man you know said one may die but the pack survives man the pack survived you know Cass was happy about it man um, are, are you a Marvel fan
3: Yeah, huge Marvel
2: film. What'd you think about Endgame?
3: I thought it was a really good movie. Uh, The only scene I had a problem with was like the little girl power scene in like the middle movie. Yes! I was like, why are you forcing this shit? You don't need to do it. Like... (laughs) Everyone knows these. And it's not even like, it wasn't even like a, a complaint thing. I was just in the
2: theater. I was like, why? Dude, why? It, 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 was, it, it was like low hanging fruit, yo. I felt the same. I'm like, you guys are forcing this. Now, if they did like, you know, like the female, you know, they had like She Hulk and like the other characters that from the comic books were like that, I would have been a blah, blah, okay. But yeah. yo, you got the Roach Lady and you got, you know, all these other ones. Like, come on, man. <laughs>
3: like. <laughs> It was weird because, you know, for me, I don't care if a character has feminist values. Mm -hmm. I don't like it when there's an adaptation and they make it to push a narrative, you know. So with Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, I thought was a great movie.
2: Yeah, I I agree.
3: I had no issues with that because it was very true to the comic and very true to the text. And... Mm -hmm. It wasn't all this like, "oh, uh, women are great, men suck" type deal. <laughs> yeah. it, it was it was part of it, but that's that's the entire premise of that island. The island of course. The sk- That's the entire premise of it. So yeah. I'm like, all right, whatever, cool. Like, yeah. I'm not here to you know watch Wonder Woman fuck. Like, I want right. to watch. You know?
2: and, and Patty so, Jenkins, I- the director of that, I think did an amazing job. She needs to get way more props than she has because she crushed that movie.
3: Yeah, she. They didn't force the feminism, right? Mm-hmm. But even in like, so even in uh, Captain Marvel, right? But the, there were scenes in there that I was just like, this is dumb. Like, so <laughs> <laughs> <with, laughs> like the one at the end where she's like, I don't need your approval. Well, I'm like, that's unnecessary to the entire. Like, if literally if she had just looked at him and shot him, it would have been. It would have had the exact same effect as saying that line. So,
2: and it probably would be more powerful.
3: Yeah. But it was just dumb so that part was dumb for me. Like it's just like forcing it. But yeah, then in the uh yeah, and in, in, in game where it's like she's got help and then they all got murked in the like the next scene. So <laughs> was, like, she's got help and they're going through and like they each get murked individually. And then she proved she didn't even need the help because she just powered in the binary form and flew through there. So like, Dude, it's stupid. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yo, I know. It's funny you say that, man, because I know every time I try to bring that up, people are like, "Oh, bro, you're being like, no, man. This was like, this was forced. Like, this was so forced.
3: They didn't have to be. It didn't have to be that way." Yeah, it really didn't. And, like, luckily, it was so minor and like. But I just remember thinking during the movie, like, "This is dumb." Like, I, <laughs> I don't like that.
2: All right, all right. so uh, out of the ten years, what, in your opinion, out of the what is the best of the those Marvel movies?
3: Oh, man, that's tough. Um, because I like a bunch of them. For like, Thor was my favorite character.
2: Okay, okay. I
3: loved. I loved all the Thor movies. I yeah. liked them. I, I think Chris Hemsworth did a great job with that role. Um, but. Guardians of the Galaxy was really good to me.
2: The first I, one or the second one? Uh,
3: I liked I liked the second one more. Okay. Uh, the first one had a better storyline and everything. The second one I thought was just executed a little bit better. Um, Black Panther, I, I loved that one. Fire, yeah. It was very well done. Uh, the only yeah, the you know, the problem is, none of the movies were bad in a sense. Like, I think there was, there was a lot of, like, B, like, mm-hmm. rated, like, a, a B minus movie, but there, a B minus is still a good movie, right? I didn't, right. even Captain Marvel, I'm like, it's not a bad movie. I put it slightly below Black Panther. Um, you know, really? Uh,
2: yeah oh yeah. man i that, that was the one that i was like ah like it, it just it, it it didn't do it for me i don't know what it was maybe i have to see it again but yeah. for me that was like at the bottom of the list that was at the
3: bottom well, of the... it wasn't um it i liked the nick fury aspect of the movie i really like that okay i think the only problem, also, I just I didn't like I don't like Bree Larson's portrayal of the character. I mean, so, I'm
2: glad somebody else said it.
3: <laughs> but the storyline the the story was was all right to me. Right. I just thought it could have been executed a little bit better. Um, but you know that movie was a setup for Endgame. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't supposed to be all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite. Wow, it's a tough one, man. Uh, I I'm gonna have to go uh, Infinity War, the, the
2: first one. Infinity War. That was my favorite. Oh, All right, I, I'm with you on the Infinity War was dope. I, I do love all those, but I'm gonna cheat a little bit because, especially last year, my favorite out of the Marvel movies, but it's not in the universe, was um, the uh, Into the Spider Verse. I thought that joint oh. was. That wasn't that
3: wasn't the MCU.
2: That was I, it was one. it wasn't MCU. That's what I said. I'm cheating a little bit, but yeah. MCU. I got to go with Black Panther, I think, or I have to go with the first Iron Man. One of those
3: two, you know. Yeah, those really launched it. Uh, Black Panther just brought. I like Black Panther because it brought a whole new fan base to the MCU. Absolutely. So it it made it uh, made it bigger overall. I mean, for the longest. All right, so for me, Black Panther, back when I was single, like, every time I I, I would uh, smash a white girl, I would take her to go see Black Panther. <laughs> there it is.
2: But <laughs> you tell her, like, yeah, welcome to Wakanda. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. Yeah, I uh, saw that movie, like, five times in theater. <laughs>
2: Oh, he he was like, yeah, yo, I I got, I got that vibranium, ma. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's up, man. Um uh real quick uh just to go back to mma the state of mma with one championship rising you got rising with the double champions and not bellator ufc and you have the platforms with espn and everything how do you feel the sport is going to uh, grow now because of that happening do you feel like that is like the you know do you feel like we're finally going in the right direction with the sport
3: Yeah, man, it's making it a lot more mainstream and it's bringing that boxing vibe to it. So I think having multiple premier top tier championships and multiple promotions like that. It's really bringing—it's uh, bringing a lot more fans to the sport. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have to wait to see good fighters. You know, you can see it in any promotion now, uh, and it, it's making people really—you know—get the bug for it. And it's also giving so many other fighters that you know might not make it to the UFC—it's giving them opportunities to make money, to make a living from this, and that's only going to elevate their ability level. Yeah, in sport.
2: That's what's up, man. Uh, Juan, man. Always a pleasure rapping with you, bro. I always appreciate your time. Um, before we got here, any parting shots you want to say to the people?
3: Uh, you know, just um, thank thank you to all the fans. You know, huge shout out to my sponsors and everything: uh, Hemp Lab, HDX, FlemingAttorneys.com, and Rhino Pro Truck Bedliners. Um, huge thank you to those guys. Fans, thank you for everything you do. It's all my haters, uh I'm blocking everybody. Unless you, uh, <laughs> if your insults are corny, you're getting blocked. Period. You know, it's uh you gotta you gotta be creative you know?
2: <laughs> That's what it is, man. Juan Adams, bro. the cracking, bro. I appreciate your time as always, brother. Uh I'm looking forward to doing it again sometime. No problem, bro. Have a good one. All right, you too, bruh. Take care. Yo, that was Juan Adams, everyone. Juan Adams. I always have a good time when Juan comes on the show. Um, I love that we're able to sit back, talk about stuff that just doesn't always pertain to fighting, you know? Um, Yo. (laughs) my man talking about dropping thor's hammer and watching black panther that is hilarious man and that's what i'm talking about he is one of the good guys in the sport he is one of the personalities that we need to continue growing this sport a good dude whom wants to do more wants to be great he's working towards it and and again man Exciting fighting style, super fun, really well rounded dude, man. So, as always, I always appreciate my boy Juan Adams coming on the Fight Podcast, man. Always a lot of fun. All right, we have one more for you guys today. We have three, like I said, not one, not two, but three guests on today's show. And look, today, this is a little bit different, but I always want to be able to bring on different types of people, man. I want to bring on all aspects of the sport, not just fighters, not just coaches, not just media personalities like Ock Brock. I want to bring on everybody, managers, talent, everything. And this is one of those guys. Derek Giardina, man, is the owner and founder of Alphabolics. Really cool dude, man. He He and I first started talking when I first had Jake the Gorilla Pila on the Fight Podcast. If you do not know Jake, you need to go and check him out. He is one of the best up-and-coming prospects in the sport. Um, Derek and I also talk about a lot of the other athletes that he sponsors, specifically John Doomsday Howard, who is currently doing work for the PFL right now, and so much more. He and I get into his main and his primary topic and primary supplement in Alphabolics, which is called Test Reaper, man. We get into the science behind it. We get into supplementation in combat sports, USADA, and so much more, man. I have to thank Derek for joining me today, but let's go ahead and jump into my conversation right here on the Fight Podcast One Twenty Four owner of Alphabolics Derek Giardina enjoy all right all right how you doing I'm joined today by Derek Derek how's everything
0: going today man everything's good man how you doing
2: oh brother very well man um let's see if
0: I can see you on here but it's all uh, okay cool I got it all right
2: man uh dude thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today man how's your day going
0: a day's going pretty good right now. I just worked on submitting uh, my product to Vitamin World, GNC, and Vitamin Shop. so amazing, we'll see how amazing. that
2: goes. Well, don't, but well you don't, know what, me, man? I'm glad, glad that you, like I said, you started off with that, man, because um, I want you to tell us a little bit about you know, Alphabolics, and not only a little bit about the company, what you guys offer, but also tell me a little bit about how you got started with it, man. Just because to get into a supplement company, man, as a lot of us know, it's not the easiest thing in the world, and a lot of people take so many different paths to get there. So, so how did you get there, man? And, and you know, tell me a little bit more about your company.
0: I, I think um, what really brought me to the point where I was at was um, I was working 75 hours a week as a, as a finance director for a company, and um, I wasn't able to spend enough time with my family. And for the past seven years, I've been trying to figure out how to combat my low testosterone levels. And uh, I've done everything from Exeron to the patches to um, shots, everything. and, and it all helped, but the problem is—is is if anybody's ever done it, and you guys know what I'm talking about—the the mood swings. Um, you would get, you'd get hormonal mood swings because you'd get a shot, and then two days later, it would hit you, and then your testosterone level would be super high, and of course, your estrogen level then would overcompensate at that point in time right. for the high levels, and then finally, your body regulates the testosterone, but your estrogen levels are still too high, and you, you go on this emotional roller coaster, and it was really difficult for me to handle that. So. What I ended up doing was over the last seven years, um, I have been researching and developing a, something for, to, just to take for myself. It wasn't meant to be um, a company. It wasn't meant to be any of that stuff. It was just meant to make a supplement for me. Absolutely. Uh, that, I feel like that's how a lot of like... The great things end up coming to fruition,
2: you know, especially, you know, it's like, what what can I utilize for me, man? And, and for, for for me, it's it, this is interesting in hearing about it, because for myself, look, man, I'm somebody who um, who I, I had testicular cancer, I was sick, and I had to get those shots, those testosterone shots. So it's interesting you say that, because I know exactly what you mean. It's crazy. Definitely, oh, dude, it's nuts. Like, for a couple of days, man, I feel like I could run through a brick wall. But after yeah. that, you just
0: drop, and it's terrible. It's way different from what people expect. People think because it's regulated by a doctor, so it's not mm-hmm. the same thing as if you're trying to take a pharmaceutical on yourself where you could take a shot every week or uh, you know every four days. Um, mine was regulated every two weeks. So I'd have one cc of testosterone sipinate, 200 milligrams, every two weeks and by that, I'd say that sixth or seventh day, it would just plane off super hard and Man. I'd be emotional. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night, things like that. And It was really difficult for me. So it actually cost me relationships. It's cost me friendships, things like that, because you get way too emotional with things and you, you take things to heart too much.
2: Brother, you are you you are preaching to the choir. Oh, my God, man, that sounds like my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I really put a lot of time into this and and Alphabolix wasn't meant to be, or test creeper wasn't meant to be a product for anybody else. It was meant to be for me. So Mm -hmm. I made that product for myself and then I didn't know any better. I thought I could just, you know, get it put it together and somebody could make it for me. Mm-hmm. That's not how it goes. You have to have like to get these things manufactured, you have to have like minimum orders and and things like that. So like the my the lowest minimum order I could get for my product was a uh, 1500 bottles.
2: Ooh, man.
0: <laughs> so It would have expired before I used all of the bottles, so I couldn't. I couldn't justify. And then after consulting with, uh, you know, my mom and and my dad and and my girlfriend, they all said, you know what, you should do. You spent all this time making something that's, you know, I've I've researched it to the point where, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with NCBI.gov. I am not NCBI. Yeah, they have lists of all different studies that have been done and and things like that. And I was a bit of a horticulturist myself, so I've grown a lot of things in my life. And, um, you know, I've experienced that. So I know a lot more than other people do, like um, Bulgarian tribulus. That's one of my main ingredients in 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 test reaper. Um, In studies, it shows that it doesn't boost testosterone. But in other studies, it shows that it does. I've broken that down to how the tribulus is grown. Um, If it's not grown adequately with the right of nutrients and the right amount of light, it's not going to be a potent product. And they can still make the claims because it's not FDA regulated, but it's really Uh. not – yeah, because it's really not providing – what, what you want. So when I went and broke down those studies, getting deeper into it, I, I realized that each of the study was done at two different manufacturers. So um, they got the tribulus from one place and they got the tribulus from another place. Of course, these are two separate studies. So of course, they would be at different manufacturers. But the one that was done at the other manufacturer that showed the increase actually had really good tribulus. They, they use special uh, HPS lighting, not special, but they use HPS lighting. They did a really good regimen of uh, nutrients and they had a really good hydroponic grow on it. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, it was it was really really good at how they grew it in the other place when I researched it I didn't get too much involved in it because um when I went to asked them questions about their facility they didn't they didn't really run a um but what I got it down to this is after looking to, it didn't look like a very nice facility um, <laughs> my guess my guess is they didn't have much um like when I, I kind of like picked through trash and stuff like just taking a peek at things yeah of uh, course
2: yeah you, <laughs> you have to go through go that route you know I mean especially with all the the I mean again I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about it in a moment but like you have have like all these brands that end up having like tainted supplements and things like that if it's it's a a shiny looking facility you definitely don't want to go there
0: no, and, and then what they don't understand, even some things are cross contamination. You know, people take supplements and, and they could have other things in there. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't get that. So, what I really did was I, I broke it down so much to the point that I wanted to make sure every single individual ingredient in my product was at the menu, whichever manufacturer for that ingredient was the highest in that ingredient. So, my, my product has all of the highest ingredients you could possibly get. And I know everybody says that everybody everywhere claims that because they can say anything they want because no one will know. Right. But I actually did it because I was trying to do this for me, not for you, not for anybody else. I was doing it for me. And then after sitting down and looking at it, I realized that, hey, I actually made a good product. That's amazing, why not, man. Why not start a business? And, and that's what I ended up doing. And I'm excited for it. Um, it's it's doing it's doing okay right now. It's mm-hmm. got a lot of good feedback, a lot of reorders and things like that, which is really good. I got five star review on Amazon, five star review on the website. Um, I think getting it into more stores. I'm actually in Flex Appeal right now in Lowell, Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, if you haven't checked them out already, my product is there, so you can go right in in store, a brick and mortar store, and you can buy Test Reaper right there from uh, te- and Flex Appeal in Lowell, Massachusetts. And it's a great. The owner's a great guy. He knows a lot of stuff. So the moment I brought this to his attention he's like yeah i want this in my store and he's got tons of different proteins tons of different everything in there and he knows what he's talking about he's able to advise people in the right direction so if no one's checked them out it's flex appeal Lowell, and uh stop that's by awesome well man so not only do
2: you do this and that's incredible i mean i, I i'm an entrepreneur myself I, I have a healthy meal company so for me hearing other stories on and also why individuals want to start i'm always interested in it's always really dope but a dope part of component of your company you're you sponsor and you work with multiple athletes man um with that for instance like you have jake pila and you have others you know others like that how have you been able to reach out to these athletes and for yourself you know how are they utilizing have you seen the benefits from them utilizing your products and aside from the test Reaper, what else have they been using
0: Um, So, my only product right now is is Mm -hmm. Test Reaper, and that's because it was the only thing I was looking to research and develop, um, because for myself, I am currently working on a multivitamin right now that I'm trying to lock down the last manufacturer of the last ingredient, which will be great. It'll be a good stackable multivitamin. But back to your question, I, I think... The greatest thing about dealing with the fighters I have, and I have multiple fighters, I have Jake Pilla, I have John Doomsday Howard, yeah. Tom Igliaro, Orion Chun, I mean, um, Dave Spiro, who won the title fight, and I'm working on trying to get a couple of UFC guys as well. It's amazing. Um, no, it, it really is, but these guys, all of these guys are great athletes, and and you look at Jake. I mean, he's come a long way, and we all know he's going to the big time. Absolutely unbelievable fighter Mm -hmm. and him having John uh, John Doomsday Howard in his corner has been nothing but um, you know such an
2: asset such an (laughs) asset to have somebody with a wealth of knowledge like Doomsday in your corner and helping you out man that's I mean that's the type of help and support that a lot of up and coming fighters wish that they had and
0: Doomsday is still out there doing work too oh man he's going to that PFL fight I think it's it's coming up this within the next month or so. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I'm going to try to be there for that to support him. And John, I've met John numerous times now. And honestly, he is the most humble athlete, humble fighter, humble man I've ever met in my entire life. And I have so much respect for him. Um, and, and there's been a lot of stuff going on, um, from when he was in the UFC and, and things like that. And I just got to say, uh, John, you're one of the best athletes I've ever had the pleasure of, of working with and sponsoring. And, and I'm so happy to have you aboard and, and same with all of my athlete, Tom or Ryan, Dave and, and Jake. Um, and, and back to Jake, not to cast a shadow. I mean, he, the, the, Jake is amazing. I mean,
2: mm-hmm.
0: literally an amazing athlete. I mean, you should see this guy. I see him train. I've seen him fight. I, I, and I've seen him just as a person. He works with kids. He, he helps, um, he helps multiple people in his community. He's not just—he's not just a fighter trying to make money. He—he—he's—he's he's a lifestyleist. This is his That's life. What's up. Yeah, I love Jake. Jake's the best. And
2: those I've—I've I've realized, man those are the best type of athletes. It seems like you're putting a great group of individuals together and that's yeah. the best best, way, best way, best way to go officially to market your brand and your company. But if you have good quality individuals and who are, you know, who are doing their thing in the community as well as actually performing on their platform dude you're, you're winning man that's great and again I've spoken to Jake I could attest to that man in the conversation that he and I've had he's an awesome dude and I'm definitely cheering for him
0: yeah no I, I love it. it it's just having these guys a part of my team and a part of Alkabolics is has been amazing for the company and, and I can't thank them enough even Tom Tom has been really pushing Test Reaper hard um, because he sees the results that's and with their every single one of them, every single one of them has had nothing but good reviews. And they all ask me for re ups and bottles. So I know it's legitimate. They, right. they all want. They all want the product still. And and that's the biggest thing with, with different athletes. If you give them a product and they don't like it, they're just like, okay, I'm not gonna take it anymore. There's no point. But all these guys, they're on Test Reaper, They've been on Test Reaper since, I've, since I sponsored them. And they all say the same things. They've noticed endurance increases, better cognitive function, uh, better focus, better clarity. Just everything is, di- precision is different. Everything's different. Uh, Tom had a fight, he won the title. like, And he was on Test Reaper for that fight. And you should have seen him dancing around this guy, really- Really working them hard, grinding them, grinding them, grinding them until crazy. he won, won that belt. He won that strap. He came for it and he took it.
2: All right. So here, so here's the question I think a lot of people want to know. Yeah. Yes. It helps your performance in the cage. But for the rest of us who aren't are performing, man, how is it help people perform? I mean, is it giving people that extra bump that they
0: need? It, it is 100% <laughs> doing that because... Uh, yeah. I, I, have to, I have to ask. I had to, to ask, ask, man. All right. So all these guys <laughs> say the same thing after. They all say the same thing. It, it It's huge on their sex drive. Um, yeah. One of the reasons being is because of the L-arginine in it. It's a vasodilator. And that being said, vasodilators are interesting because they can also increase the absorption of of the, uh, of the of the ingredients that are in it because it dilates the blood vessel. By dilating the blood vessel, it makes nutrients easily absorbed into the body. So now not only are you getting the vasodilation, which increases, increases blood flow to the genitals, but you're also getting increased blood flow and increased nutrients absorption in that area as well. So that's what makes my complex a lot different than others because people didn't look down to that portion. Uh, and, and and vitamin D. I don't know if anybody knows this, but the the male genitals is literally a target tissue. It's made up of vitamin D receptors. Man, so if you have lo- they've they've linked it. If you have low D, low vitamin D, yeah, you yeah have low testosterone and most people aren't that they don't get enough vitamin d in their life not a lot of people are drinking a whole bunch of milk or or getting a whole lot of sun unless you're in california just sunbathing all day long or you're a landscaper
2: man (laughs) that that's true man now well first of all I appreciate letting us know because I, I when I saw I heard it, I'm like, hey, man, testosterone boost. You have to find out, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm gonna set, I'll send you a bottle a thousand percent after this. Send you guys, it, I'll send you a bottle free and uh, just so you can try it. And it's awesome stuff, man. And 100 percent, man. I appreciate that, man. You, I, I said I'm sure my lady would be very happy about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's a question, man. And, and truly, because of and we, we recently talked about it, we're talking about how people are having supplements that. Are tainted. You you have again right there down there in, in Florida. There was Yoel Romero recently who just got awarded twenty seven point two million dollars for tainted supplements. How are you, for instance, making certain that a lot of these supplements because it is a thing. And I know you were saying how you're like making sure you're checking yeah. the facilities and things like that. But are they are you do are
0: you doing all like the double blind placebo testing, all that good stuff as well? So the biggest thing with my product is not only do we use an FDA regulated facility, but my product is pre tested. And post-tested to make sure that it, it has the quality and ig- the exact ingredients in there, and there's no uh, parabens or n- no no other chemical compounds in my product. So it's tested beforehand and it's tested after the fact to make sure the product is 100 percent through and through legitimate and no par- uh, no no bad uh, sup- stuff in it. That's incredible, man. So what do you guys have you know going to the future?
2: I know you know I and when I was looking at your site, I love your site. You have training videos, you have a lot of things, and it seems like again you're Somebody who's a a lifelong martial artist doing your thing, you know, out there. It, dude, it's and it's honestly, here's the cool thing. Being the face of a company and you're actually out there showing what you're doing, I think is something that is to be admired. I don't, a lot of individuals aren't doing those type of things. So seeing you out there actually, you know, putting yourself through it, utilizing your supplement, I think is an amazing thing. Um, what else are you guys building towards with that? Are you going to continue doing, like, are you going to build like a YouTube page? Or are you doing like tr- uh, training
0: videos? Are you going to continue building on that regard? So, with all the different things I've been working on, I've kind of not lost track, but I needed to focus more on the supplement and pressing it. Cause I wasn't pressing it too hard. Cause you know, I'm not, I'm not hard up for cash. It's not a big deal for me. Um, but I have kind of lost track on that cause I opened up a videography company, um, doing like different videos for athletes and things like that. And then I also, I do have a YouTube channel and we were doing instructional videos and stuff like that. And, um, you know we will progress forward with those things and um, you know helping men in all different aspects of life is has been a thing for me now because a lot of these guys these days they don't have all of the things a man should have whether it's grooming tips or anything like that but i want to keep alphabolics main focus on test reaper on on the supplements that i'm going to be making and then also have side sections so we have a big blog area of our of our site that we we incorporate lots of different things explaining our different ingredients explaining how to boost your testosterone naturally without our supplement um we, we've got tons of different things here for people and, and and main thing is i just i just want everybody to be better man it, there's nothing there's nothing else you can do in life than, than to support your your fellow man you know it's That's not awesome it doesn't have to be competitive 24 7 you don't gotta win. why can't somebody else win with me why can't you win with me
2: that dude that that's that's an amazing thing man um in the next as you continue developing your product until you until you're growing um where in the next five years do you see alphabolics?
0: I see alphabolics honestly, in the next five years, g- going to be the, one of the leading manufacturers performance supplements for men, um, and so it's going to strictly stay for men, um, because of a lot of people branch out and go to different things and, and whatnot. I want to keep it, this is a men's supplement, and, and, and I know the male body, I'm a guy. If I do decide to bring on a female, I will go through so much rigorous uh, investigation on this person to make sure they have the qualifications that is needed to make that that supplement for a female, but I'm not a woman. And and I and I can't make that product for them. So I'm gonna keep to men and I'm gonna keep to to what I know best and, and that's myself. That's I'm amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta do hey man, and then that's the best way no.
2: you have the knowledge about it, and that's amazing, man. Um Yo, where can everybody obviously your website but where can they find you? Where can they, you know, support? Um
0: let me know everything so we can put it out there for you guys. So, listen, I'm on every social media platform. If you Google Alphabolics, we're everywhere. We have Facebook, Alphabolics. We have Twitter, at Alphabolics. We have Instagram, at Alphabolics Official. We have Pinterest, at Alphabolics. <laughs> We've got Tumblr, at Alphabolics. We, we, ha- we have everything. We're, and if, if you need to follow all those things, you can go right to our website, alphabolics.com because I have links to every, we even have a Spotify playlist for people who are working out and it's got some old school hip hop, it's got some, that's dope, yeah, so I'm gonna check that out, yeah, yeah so it's, it's good stuff, man, and uh you know, you can always check out the product too on Amazon prime. I have a, a flash sale going on right now for 50% off. So, uh, Amazon prime, you can Google, uh, you can Amazon prime, search it, uh, test reaper, or you can even go to just test com and it brings you right to the Amazon product. And that sale is only going on for today. That's amazing. Well, yo, I will put all that info up and everything
2: for you, Derek, man. Thank you so much for joining me. Anything else you want to say, man, in
0: parting? uh, Big shot! Big shout out to all of my sponsored athletes. Um, Tom, especially, he's really he, he's he's shown a lot of support here. Um, um, Curtis Dolphin, he's actually um, works with me with Alpha Bollocks and he does a lot of the blog posts. He's super intelligent guy. I got a big shout out to him. I got a lot of love for him. And uh, I'm looking on bringing on somebody. Um, I gotta keep it a secret, but there's two athletes I'm trying to bring on right now and I'm working out details and they're they're big players in the game. So, um, amazing. shout out to them, they knew, they knew who they are. That's what's up, yo,
2: Derek, man. Thank you so much for joining me today, man. Um, we gotta do it again soon, man. And again, I, I can't wait to ch- to try uh try your product, man. That's that's amazing.
0: I'm super excited, man. Have a good day. You
2: as well, man. Thanks again, brother. Take care. You too. All right boom all right man look that was my convo with Derek giardina of alphabolics look go on their website man alphabolics.com um check out test reaper look like he said on the show i'm gonna check it out for you guys i will give you my full review once i get a hold of it but look man i've talked to people like jake i've talked to people like john howard they swear about this man's product man so I love what I'm seeing, I love that he actually takes the time to break it down, and I really appreciate him coming on here and explaining the product, because again, especially with things like USADA and different companies, you know, who are out there, a lot of them are total bullshit, so somebody who's coming on here who's actually giving us something real, something powerful that could actually work, and look, enhance all of our lives, and you, hey man, look, extra, you know you know, pick up in certain areas of life, the older we get, I'm not mad at it, man. So thank you once again for Derek for coming on. Look, like he said, go on the website, go on uh, Amazon. Uh, you guys have an opportunity to get some um some discounts. So check that out. All right, man. That was my show for today. That's episode 124 coming up. Uh, uh, episode 125 my boy brandon camille is back on he and i are gonna go ahead and discuss all things boxing we had a spirited debate like we normally do uh but he and i are gonna talk about so much we'll talk about the charlo twins we'll talk about tyson fury um we'll talk about pacquiao keith thurman garcia versus garcia and so much more man so as always thank you all so much for listening listening. listening remember the fight podcast is brought to you each week by sage eats Follow SageEats at SageEatsChicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off of your first three months. Don't forget to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast. And follow me at Serge Vicente. Check me out also on Twitter where not only do I go ahead and talk about fights, I talk about politics. I talk about life. I talk about hip-hop. Speaking of hip-hop, fam, Dame Lillard whoa if you haven't checked out his freestyle air I say his track that he just dropped man dude got bars so uh we do we do that and so much more man so as always thank you all so much for listening to episode 124 of the fight podcast i am your host serge vicente peace out